We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. On this episode, we're going to be talking about UFC 231, Durant's comments on LeBron and the Lakers, some spitball, and our games of the week and our picks, so stay tuned. Did this shit my whole life. Mm. Did this shit my whole life. And hey, we're back. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. Out here, mm. heavy. Yo, we swap seats. Word. I, oh shit! I, I, I wonder sh- what is different. Yeah, I had you trying to, sh- to switch real quick. And the, the table's mad far. I, I had one sh- time, like this time right here. Table's mad far. I'm mad comfortable. What did you have to do? <laughs> I, was trying to, I was trying to charge my laptop. That's why. Right. I, I thought you were feeling like some bad like mojo from the picks. Like, you're like yeah, I need to change something up. Well, now like, this fucking is the winning seat it. over here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's true. Yo, yo, switch back. Switch back. No, I, I, I do need to switch I need balls to bring it home. You can't win any of this shit. Yo, I can't go whole I'm coming. I'm coming. He's long gone. You I'm won. already up two wrongs on the ladder. And I just want you to remember when I said this was going to happen at 4 and 14. Bro, you're one game up. But... How, what is what was that last word you used? Up, up. Okay, you're like three weeks behind me. I need to go zero and three for you. <laughs> yeah, that's obviously coming from you only. Nah, the whole show is booing you. Yeah, well, nobody's pulling for you. I mean, no one. I mean, no one. No one roots for the juggernaut. So I understand, bro. Nothing about you as a juggernaut. Like, bro, where are sound you the booze. This? He has to just get something. Why being a dick? Yes. Stop. That's the best one. <laughs> For sure, 100%. I don't even know what the fuck that's from. I don't know how I found that, but, that's but English lady. it's perfectly applicable, applicable for Tim. And, and yo, do do you have um do you have the Frankie one on there too? Oh yeah, this one. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. That's when um, I, I found out Goldschmidt got traded. Yeah, for real. Mm. That's what. That's how I felt when I got eliminated from the playoffs by point two. <laughs> <laughs> 
Guys, oh, uh, next year, next year. If you're not following us on Instagram, go do it at Veterans Minimum, and uh, you'll see two videos. Uh, one of them is when I lost a game to Boss by point two, and then the next one was when I was officially announced out of the play our fantasy football playoffs. And it was if I won that point two game, I would have been all right. I certainly wouldn't be in. Also, what? if I would have beat Nick, yeah. I lost to him by two, and I put up a hundred fucking fifty points. A <laughs> hundred and fucking fifty points. Then I would be in the playoffs. Sorry. The real question is, yo, Impy, how do you feel? Weren't you the the highest scorer on the day? I weren't you the highest scorer of them? You weren't. Nah, that's quiet uh, for Impy, bro. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when did Impy throw away his season? Draft day. I even. Oh yeah, draft yeah. day, draft day. David Johnson. With <laughs> <laughs> the number one overall pick, yeah, yo, Tim, you were in his ear too much. I mean, I was too. I I said this was my my line was I think David Johnson's gonna be number one, but I would draft Todd Gurley anyway. You just can't be ragged on like this time of year if you took Todd Gurley. No matter if he flopped, I feel like. I mean, I got David Johnson too in my money league, but you know I'm number I'm one overall. I'm, I'm in the playoffs. So. Number number three. Oh, mm, yeah, that's a little different. Better. He yeah, took him number one. No, no, I mean I'm just saying. <laughs> that's totally different. Yo, what uh, worst worst decision in fantasy this year? Whether it was a trade, a drop. I think just playing in it this year. <laughs> just, mine was I took Doug Baldwin over Tyreek Hill. Ooh. Ooh. And then Doug Baldwin played like four snaps all Yeah, day. I actually think I made <laughs> mad good trades this year. Like, during the year. I only traded with you, I think. Yeah. But uh, those we trades... We actually made a... Mo- like, we made a really good trade to start. And then you fleeced me the second time when, yeah. when I got Le'Veon Bell from you. Well, the James Conner one, you probably would have won if you would have just kept... Like, James Conner and Devontae Adams is probably better than Sammy Watkins and... Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I won that part. It was a good and then, trade. Was and then when Le'Veon Bell, all the reports oh, are coming out that yo, I'm coming back. I was like, damn, I just traded away Zeke, my first round pick, got him sixth overall, which was funny because no, I got him seventh overall, and Danny took Saquon Barkley, Barkley at six, and I was like, dummy. Give me Zeke. <laughs> <laughs> so I I trade with Boss to get Le'Veon Bell from him because I'm like, yo, I traded away Ezekiel Elliott if. Bell comes back. Connor I'm gonna lose Connor. Yeah. He's gonna have Bell and Zeke. I'm asked out. So then I traded Devontae Adams and Ayo Lamar for uh Le'Veon Bell. For free. For free. For free. For free. For free. My worst but, yeah, my worst, but my worst move was probably drafting McCoy third round. Let's show McCoy. I, I warned you against that numerous mm. times. Did you? Yeah. I don't know. I just thought I don't know what I thought, honestly. <laughs> but I took I thought I was doomed because I took him third round. Then I took either, I think I took Larry Fitz in the fourth, Oof. and then Aaron Rodgers in the fifth, who wasn't as good as I thought he would be. This the fucking playoffs. <laughs> playoffs. Trades. The trades saved me. Zeke saved me. Uh, what about you? My, I think, all right, so I, I'm in four leagues that I'm, that I'm running right now. Three of them I have buys, and this week I only have one. So I this week was my worst decision a couple weeks ago and leading into this week because I overmanaged a bit. So I, I need to win this week, obviously, it's the playoffs in the fifth seed. And first of all, letting go of Tyree Cohen in like week three was probably number one. But this, I dropped $45 of fab on Rex Burkhead because, <laughs> <laughs> because I have Sony, Mich- I have Sony Michelle. I'm sorry. And <laughs> so I, I have Sony Michelle. So I'm like, all right, I need Sony Michelle. Then two days later, the Spencer Ware, the Kareem Hunt news breaks. Mm-hmm. I pick up Spencer Ware. So all of a sudden, I have the backup running back I need it just in case Michelle got, gets hurt. I drop $45 fab. And then this week, Jalen Samuels 
is available. I'm in desperate need of a tight end. I had Jack Doyle, and then I I started Matt Lacoste last week. Womp womp womp. <sighs> mm. Then so I desperate need of a tight end. Jalen Samuels up there. I bid my entire fab, but I have three dollars less than the person who ends up spending his entire fab to get Jalen Samuels, the guy who's playing me. Mm. Wait, he's tied in eligible? Yeah. Tied, yeah in, in, in Yahoo, he's tied in eligible, yeah. One more time, Joey. He was actually <laughs> He was actually in the uh, in the combine as a tight end. He worked out with the tight ends. That's why they made him tight end. Played tight end in college, too. Yeah. So, Damn. All that combines. Sorry, the, the, the chain reaction leads. I will leads be honest. And, and he had Greg Olsen as his tight end. All of these oh, moves. He needed one. All of these moods, moods. Hello. Moves. All of these moves aren't as dumb as dropping Patrick Mahomes. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let, let me tell the story because, despite as bad as my trading was this year, that no, move, no, no. But your trade, you did recover with like some Chubs, Chubs, Chub Woods. Like that was some, even dumb because I had Chubb those guys and, and then I traded to get them back. Chubby Wood, Chubby Wood, Chubby Wood. So yo, Chubby Wood. Uh, I draft. Philip Rivers and then Carson Wentz, right? I'm like, yeah, Carson Wentz MVP, yeah. right? I yeah, put the sticker on. You know him? how our draft board? Well, our draft boards come with stickers, like and best it's, pick, it's, like this team yeah. would be good in 2010. Yeah, shit like so that. So Nick put like mad stickers around Carson Wentz, like yo, try to make it the MVP in like round 15. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, yo, so I have him and Rivers, right? After week one, Pat Mahomes lights it up. I pick up Pat Mahomes. <laughs> Two days later, the report comes out that the Patriots. Traded for Corey Coleman. <laughs> so I dropped Pat Mahomes for Corey Coleman. Oh. And oh, hell no! <laughs> so, yo, as of week, as of this week, going into week 14, right? 13 games everyone has played. He is the number one standard scoring fantasy player mm-hmm. of all time. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is factoring Marshawn, uh, uh, Marshawn, uh, Marshall Falk, Daniel Tomlinson. Tomlinson, Priest Holmes, Sean Alexander. Randy Moss, <laughs> Pat Mahomes, Tom Brady. Well, didn't you calculate your record? I would, I would have. Me and Espo would have had the same record. Nine and four. Yeah, and, but Espo beat me both times by like fifty points. So it wasn't like you know. who ended up getting the gift of Pat Mahomes on the wire. Danny, who's out of the playoffs. Danny, who has? How does he not Saquon Barkley and Pat Mahomes, who both should have been on my team? Yo, Tim, when you see this dude's wideouts, he has the worst wideouts in the league. Yo, my far. team is like good. I just and he I had just Sanders was like his one, and he tore. Yeah, his, Sanders his was his number one so receiver. Yeah. It's kind of it would have been a wrap for him. Anyway. I don't know how I how I'm not. I really don't know Yo, how I lost seven team, games in a row. Yeah, I don't know how that happened either. But my team's like good. Like I look at it, I'm like, I still like this team. Yeah. <laughs> seven weeks ago, every week you were like, yeah, I got Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, yeah, and Adam Thielen, and Adam Thielen, and, and, Adam Thielen, and Juju, and oh my god. Yo, <laughs> and I had Brady. Thanks a lot, you fucking loser. And now the green juices decide not to work. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> fuck your book. Do some more stretches with the bands. Yeah, I beat Joey by me off. That was the greatest win of my life. I think. I Joe, went to sleep. It was Sunday night football because I got to wake up early Monday for work. I wake up. I was like, Yo, Adam Thielen. Like, yeah, I've Adam. He has Adam Thielen. I had Bears D. Bears D put up, I think, six or seven and. Whatever he put up, it was I was already up like five points. He put up like twelve point two or twelve point eight or something. I won by point two. Dude, the, the, one of like, the wildest, yo, no way. One of the wildest fantasy stats this year is that the the Bears defense would be a playable player at every position. <laughs> like they're a wide receiver three, a running back three, uh, tight end one, except quarterback, of course. 
Mm. Crazy, right? Well, they're my MVP this year. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. But Bad touchdowns. That's why you should never draft a defense like Agreed. seventh round. I only roster one defense and one quarterback in the draft. And like usually all year. Because I don't want that dilemma. Like, yo, I should have started this Yo, that's what happened with me, man. Philip Rivers. I never do. Except this week, I picked up Jameis for playoffs, and I'm contemplating sitting Rodgers for the first time all year in the playoffs. Nah, not against Atlanta. Yo, they just fired McCartney. He's throwing, like, nine touchdowns. Don't do it. And they're home, right? And they're home. I'm convinced. Well, what would you guys do? Lamar Jackson or Mitch Trubisky this week? Ooh. They're both in plus matchups against the Chiefs and the Rams. I'd probably go Lamar, man. Probably go Lamar, Lamar too. Lamar against the Chiefs. Yeah. Trubisky That defense is so bad. And and they might even be playing from behind. Who knows? Yeah, it's going to be like, that's going to be a shootout. Hey, Aaron well, Donald could nervous. straight up murder Mitch. So yeah. you never know. I, know I think Mitch that is, team could put up 30 points. Mitch runs for 50 like, yards a game. What does Lamar do? <laughs> exactly. It's all he does. Hey, Lamar! That's exactly. It's all he does. Yo, you don't want to. What about the fact that you could just scream that at your TV every time he just runs? Like, I, I think that's like an incentive to play Lamar. Yo. Never forget out. the Monday Night Miracle that got me in the playoffs against the NBA, Lamar Miller going 97 yards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, uh, all right. Anyway, I love it. I love it. I, everything had to break right for me to get in the playoffs, and it did. Okay, fuck you. <laughs> Must be nice. I hope Boss wins the whole shit. Yo, I have the best team. Yo, uh, I, I'm, I'm just going to take this time to mention once again that, you know, this is the sixth year that we're doing our fantasy league. Uh, boss, the first four years, did not make the playoffs. Last year, I bought him the book, mm. Fantasy Football for Dummies. He didn't read it this year, but he has it. Back-to-back playoff appearances. Yo, I was 2-7 and seven and got traded. I got offered a trade, Ezekiel Elliott and Devontae Adams, and I was going to receive Tyler Boyd, O.J. Howard, Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> And the reason was, yo, you need to shake things up. You're pretty bad right now. Didn't shake things up, won out, and got in. Excellent. Amazing. Let's move on. I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> Fuck this. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about some combat sports. Ooh, Ooh. yes. Whoosh, whoosh, yes. Whoosh, whoosh. Uh, enough. Okay? Whoosh. I got the soundboard. I'll, I'll do something here. Uh, UFC 231 is a Saturday. Boss is attending. I am. I finally got my passport. Going all the way to T-Dot. Going Yo, all the city. way. It's like 45 minutes of your flight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but nah, it should be. The Wi-Fi is now fun. working. Uh, please sit down. We're going to be descending now. It's like, <laughs> Yo, all right, fuck. honestly, you know what my first thought was? I can't have a drink on the plane. I don't think they serve you anything. I don't think that's, that's a I mean. good thought to have. <laughs> Bro, I always, was, so when I went to Chicago, it's like only a two-hour flight. Yeah. And I got a couple drinks, and then the lady's just like, yeah, we don't have any more Heineken. I was like, yo, how do you only have two beers on the flight? <laughs> that was probably a nice way of saying, yeah, you're not drinking anymore. Like, yeah, maybe take it easy. Then. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. I've, never had a, I've never had a drink on a plane. Really? Oh, you, you got to do that. Do you, know, you want to know why? It's because just in case some shit goes down, I want to have all my facilities, and I want to fucking fuck someone up. Okay. Like I'm gonna be that guy who like tries facilities? to like facilities. Nah, I just wanna. I just yeah, wanna. Facilities not the right word. Facilities nah. is so far from the right <laughs> word. Yeah. You know what's funny? That happened in an Entourage episode where Drama said, "All oh, my facilities." They're like, "You, you're what, idiot?" I'm oh, Drama now. Okay. Anyway, I, I watched too much Entourage. But I did get your like point. You're just yo. We uh remember when we connected the first time we went to Vegas for our overlay in Chicago? <laughs> we, what? Yo, we got tanked. <laughs> Yo, I was sitting. We were Why sitting would you do that? To save was, like 90 was, bucks. We yeah, were legends. Oh. It, was, it was Spirit. We flew Spirit. We almost died on the way there. There was a four hour layover where we. we I was just drinking Jack and Cokes. Meanwhile, remember that lady? Yeah. I was, just I was like, can I get a Jack and Coke? And she's like, 
She's like, listen. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, and I was like, I was like, what the fuck is this lady about to tell me? Is there like mercury in the Jack and Coke or whatever? And she's like, you know, it's gonna be like nine dollars. I'm like, okay. Like, I was like, yeah, I bought drinks before. And then she's like, like, I'm from New York. It's like goes, thirteen there because you gotta pay for like you know the Jack Daniels and like the Coke. I was like, I I know how this works. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to make this. It's in the name. She's like, you gotta pay for both. I'm like, that's fine. I'll pay for the glass and the straw. <laughs> Fucking bring it yeah. here. I got four hours. Yo, the worst is getting cut off from drinking because nah. the appropriate response to getting cut off from drinking is anger. Yeah. But the anger you get, the more drunk you seem. Yeah. And the more it seems like you shouldn't have a drink. Yeah. Yes. Noxious and shit. I'll yeah. be honest. I've never been cut off in my life. I've never been cut off, but my, my brother and my friend Louis were cut off at the last wedding we were at, and they weren't even drunk. That's fucked up. Oh, at a wedding. They cut me off at a wedding? Yeah, I better be throwing up blood. I know. This is a wedding. Joey cut Yo, me off at his own house. Louis was tight. Uh, you know why I cut you off there. <laughs> it wasn't because you were just having a good time. <laughs> I was having a good time. What happened? There was car keys in my house. Nah, oh, he just oh, thought hmm. it was a good idea to cut me off when we were having a party. It was a, a phenomenal party. idea. About to say, you either were driving or you pulled your dick out or something like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pull your dick out. Yo, I'd rather you pull your dick yeah. out. Yo, I was, uh, the last time that I really got wasted, I think it was when we went to Boston for 220. You were wasted? I got tanked. Yeah, I had quality season too. Yeah, it was. But I, I didn't pretty, sit with you. So I, yeah, I, I sat with Josh. Yeah. yeah. But I do remember you guys like, yo, after every fight, we were getting drinks. Yo, we were getting, yeah. We had like 12 That's beers. That's bad. I was so. In Boston? Yeah. Yeah. I fell asleep two different times during that car. I was pretty tired because I worked the overnight and then I drove to Boston and yeah. then I stayed up all day. I was like, y'all. Word, like, yo, true. I had no sleep and I had like one beer there and I was like, we Damn went to the good. most shithole bar in all of Boston. Nah, like, it was nice to place the. Oh, you talking about the early the one? The first one. Oh yeah. Oh, I was like, yo, yeah. what are you talking about? No, I thought. I, I thought the guy's you guys meant- like, hey, you guys want a large pizza and two PBRs? <laughs> like, yo, like, yeah, right, cool. Yo, you just went. What you said? PBRs? A P? Yo, that shit came and hit me right in the shoulder. Oh, you got you got some. Spirit? I am clear across the table from you. That That's is probably like what we got at the five. bar too, from the guy behind the bar. He's yeah. like, strong large pizza? pizza? Yeah. And then that guy came over. He's like, I fought in Vietnam. We're like, please, we don't want to hear any of this. (laughs) Um, But yeah, anyway, so UFC 231 uh, is going down. Holloway Ortega. Hyped. Hyped about this. As long as he makes weight. Yeah. We still have like 12 hours for it to be like officially official. I hate that this, uh, there's always that. There's always yeah, that. Man. that cloud and it, it got to be even worse when you're going to this shit too. Yeah, yeah. Worse. I was pretty like, sick, not going to lie. Yeah. And you're man. not going to like Manhattan. You have to get on a plane and go to Toronto. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's a small part of the trip. It's a big, you know, it's a small but a big part I mean, part it's, of the it's the headliner though. Yeah. You know? But I'm also yeah. going to Toronto, uh, Milwaukee the next day. Word, that's going to be a good ass Yanni's game versus too. Greek Freak. Nice. But anyway, back to the card. Yeah, like if Max, i our buddy Eric, who I'm going with, posted a video of his workout from 226 when he was like, yeah, had those. I don't know what his issue was. But it, was it was like weird. Yeah, he was just like fucked up. Yeah. So his open workouts, he was just like tapping pads, and then his workout today in open workouts was like much more lively. So yeah, that was like a good sign. But yeah, it's funny. Like everyone, I know they asked Ortega yesterday, what are the chance? What are the chances you think Max shows up? And he's like, I can't answer that. Only he can. And then he didn't say anything. So kind of like mixed signals, but I mean he looks good. He looks. I think he looks good. Mm. You obviously look lethargic when you're cutting weight, mm. and he's a big dude to begin yeah, with. Yeah. So apparently he walks around in like 185, 190. Yeah, yeah. So well, 40 Holloway? pounds. Is yeah, dude, that's like a 40 no pound weight cut. Jesus. Yeah, he was 194 when he was gonna do his cut for 55. for Khabib. Yeah. For 55, 10 pounds less than that shit. 
It's crazy. Yeah. 45. I don't know how. I haven't seen 45 since maybe I was in third grade. <laughs> 45? <laughs> Yo, for real. Yeah. I, that might be an exaggeration, but like somewhere around there. I was going to say, that's a I big also, ass I third. haven't seen 145 since middle school either. Yeah. No way. That, no way. No possible shot. Yo, th- th- this, this fight though, man, uh, I'm having trouble figuring out who I want to win because they're two of my favorite fighters. Both guys are young. Yeah, Holloway yeah. actually brought up a good point. He's like, yo, everything you've done, I've done more. He has a six-fight win streak. I have a 12. Yeah. Right? I've beaten champions. You know? I've beaten one champion twice. He beat Aldo twice. And he's like, yo, and I've done that. And I'm younger than you, bro. It's like Ortega's the next big thing. He's the next young star. And it's like, yo, Holloway's been doing this for so long that sometimes you forget. Mm-hmm. I think Holloway's last loss was McGregor. Way back when. Way and that back. was no, he was nowhere near the nah, same guy. Right. Like, nah. This Max is like the truth. Yeah, yeah. And like I don't know, it's I think I think Ortega's got him though. Do you? No, I like, think Max has the advantage on the feet, and yeah, I think he obviously. Ha- I just like, think Ortega is like a uh, just a more well-rounded fighter. You think so? I, I do. I mean, I he's know. a wizard with his jujitsu. I know. Yo. Like his Cub Swanson choke, where he was like in the clinch and then wrapped his neck. Yo, and what the hell was him? that? I was like, oh my god, is some he gonna kill him? Dude, I was watching some shit on TMZ. Did you see that thing in the embedded? The embedded, yeah. Yo, he does some shit where he's like, like, bro, you want to see how I can like put you to sleep real fast? He's, he's like, like, where your come own- here, come here. He just goes like, this. he's like, yo, I'll choke you out with your own hoodie. He like grabs some shit. And the, the dude was like, all right, man, let go. He's like, yo, I'm not even putting pressure. That's crazy. It's fire. That's they wild. all probably know that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the gi, he's like, yo, same thing with a gi. That's why, like, you just pull his gi. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, T City, Triangle City. If he can get him to the ground. I wouldn't want to go to the ground with, you know, Brian Ortega, but I don't know. I, I got Max for some reason. Like Max is still the greatest featherweight doing it. I think he knocked out Aldo, well TKO'd him mm. twice in pretty much the same fashion. I think the fourth. Yeah. So you don't want to stand with him either. That dude could, could throw. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I just think he, that and they both have pretty reason. good chins too. Like, you know, what? I'm just Ortega is like, the known for coming back. I think the Moicano fight, he came back. He won he's that come in back in a couple round, yeah. fights where he just like got the late sub. I think I just have a bad taste in my mouth because I'm nervous about, you know, remember when he was doing those interviews and was like, yeah, what the fuck is wrong with Holly? Bisping. Yeah. Bisping was, that like, was hey, yeah. he's like, hey, buddy, you all right, man? Yeah. Like, you look tired. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, oh, this guy's fucked up. Like, he sounded and looked like someone who was like concussed. Like, I don't know if there was some, you know, well, going was. on with him. Yeah, I know. But uh, like, yeah. uh, I don't know. It just, that kind of stuff makes me nervous. And I just think that Ortega's like riding high at the moment. And I just think that like, Dude's real. I mean, either way, I'm happy. Like you said, I'm happy with either of these dudes. Yeah, right? like that's I the hope thing. they fight a thousand times in a and, row. And, 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 you know, everyone's saying that. Like, they're both they're both under 28 years old. Yeah. And Ortega said, he's like, yo, I'm not likeable. going anywhere. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. This is this this might be like a trilogy. This might be the next best, the next great trilogy in, in MMA. For sure. That's dope. And Ortega's cornered by uh, your girl, your girl's husband, I should say. Oh, Eve Toro, yeah. uh, yeah. Renner Gracie, yeah. Renner Gracie, yeah. Eve Toro is a great girl. Uh, <laughs> speaking of great girls, we also have uh, Shevchenko. <laughs> Yo, this shit is fire, They too. fought Hell before, yeah. too, by the way, so everyone knows. Like, Muay Thai, though. Yeah, Valentina's beaten her twice. Three I mean, times. Three times. By decision. But that's that's. This Muay was thai, 10 though. years ago, though. Do you know the age? I gotta look at the age. Joanna and them, too. But yo, because this was in 06, 07, and 08 in like world championships. So Valentina, she they're both fighting up. This is one twenty five that they're fighting at, right? Well, this is Valentina. Valentina was at thirty five and she lost to Nunes, didn't she? Yeah, she got fought. a title shot. Yeah, they fought, and yeah. then she. I think it was a decision. Yeah, but then she she dropped down. She dropped to twenty five because that's that. Well, the twenty five division just came about, like via the Ultimate Fighter, 
And Nico Montano, who won the Ultimate Fighter, oh, like, she pulled out the last time. Just wanted no parts of Valentina. The fight took forever to get scheduled, and then she pulled out in September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At two twenty eight, two twenty eight, I think. Yeah, that was. I remember the Woodley card. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So she wound up pulling out because of weight cutting complications. But now Joanna's moving up mm-hmm. from fifteen, and apparently she always has a really difficult weight cut to get down to right. fifteen. She said she's. She said, uh, I know you watched the embedded. She said yeah. she's like one twenty nine. So it's not much of a cut for her at all. And she said she feels like the best she's ever felt because she can eat more. She can fully go at it in camp. She doesn't have to worry about, like, you know, weight cut or anything. So it's definitely an interesting fight. Like, Joanna could become the GOAT, I think, in women's MMA. You think so? If she wins two titles, like two divisions. Word. Although be it, the first. it's new. Like, no one ever had the shot to do it because, yeah. like, 135 and 15 is a drastic, like, 20, yeah, that's yeah, 20 yeah. pounds. Like, no one's cutting 20 pounds or putting on 20 pounds to a fight cyborg up. Cyborg will fuck this whole thing up. Cyborg can't even touch 35. Yeah, so. I know. <laughs> what did she fight at? 45. They made 45, I think. <laughs> they made 45 just for her, and she has no competition now. So it's kind of... Just that fucking school bus driver. What was her name? Uh, that blonde chick? Oh, oh uh, Evinger. Oh, Tanya Evinger. Yo, she looked like she just got back from like soccer practice. Yo, she hung in there, though. She yeah. Was, she was taking some bombs. She did. That was crazy. But yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be a, a good fight too, because I, I feel like Valentina on the ground is an absolute savage. Yeah, she's gonna. I mean, they're both really. I good think fighters. they're just yeah. gonna stand and trade, like, cause they're both like Muay Thai fighters, like kickboxing. She's gonna be like a strike, and Valentina's gonna counter with probably fours. Valentina's the bigger, yeah, woman. So, I got Valentina in this. Man. Yeah, she's she's a savage. I like Shevchenko too. I like Joanna Young. Young, yo, she's a big underdog, bro. That's kind of crazy. I don't know. I mean, Rose kind of like put the game plan together to be mm-hmm. like, just be in tight with her and don't give her room to throw her like kicks. Mm. And, and, and Valentina's like fought her before. So they, she knows. She said yeah. she knows her. She's like, I know her power, her speed. Granted, it was 10 years ago, but, you know, stuff like that. I feel like once you fight someone, you kind of have a feel for their instincts. Also, Gunnar Nelson, your boy. Nah, it's not my boy. Oh, no, it was That's Eric's, Eric's boy. Eric's boy. Yeah. We were in Vegas and he put a bet on him and he's like, "Yo, I got Gunnar Nelson." Two seconds later, he's was um, Ponson- flat on the ground. <laughs> Ponsonibio slapped him, <laughs> slapped the shit out of him. I remember that? We were in Vegas uh, for that. And fighting cowboy, cowboy, Alex Oliver. He, he's yeah. a he's a fun fighter, man. Yo, that this guy is gonna is, be a good fight. Yeah. Yeah. Be, someone's getting put to bed with a fist. Yo, is Anders on main card? I think he's opening it up. Yeah, nice. Yo, my boy, your boy, your boy, my boy. Who's Eric, Eric Anders? Anders? Your boy. Hey, that's that's his, not my boy. Nah, his nickname. <laughs> oh, I was like, what? that's his fight. Eric, your boy, Eric Anders. So it's my boy, your boy. Jesus. He's dope. Yo, he won a national championship with uh, the Crimson Tide in uh, 2009. Now he's so. fighting uh, Elias Theodoro. Shout out the Greeks. Yeah. The Greeks. Shout out to the Greeks. Yeah. The Spartan. I think that's his. Uh, Jimmy Manawa? Jimmy Manawa's fighting Diego there's a lot, Yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of big names. There's a lot of cool fights on, yeah. this, on this card. A lot of like knockout potential. Like all three of those fights we just named with. Uh, Gunnar Nelson, Cowboy, uh, I'm playing Anders Theodoru. Mm-hmm. Anders can knock him out. I mean, that's probably going to be a decision. But, and Manuel Santos, probably all finishes. Let's hope so. And then you got the two great fights in the main event. The co in the main. Word. Let's get it. Let's get it. All right. Uh, let's get into basketball here. We have uh, MP subbed in. Sub- what? He tagged in. He tagged in. Tagged in. Yes. For uh, Boss. 
And uh, we're going to talk about Durant's comments on LeBron and the Lakers. I'm going to read a little bit of what he said, and then we'll get into if we agree with it or, like, what really it means. So the quote starts, So much hype comes from being around LeBron from other people. He has so many fanboys in the media. Even the beat writers just fawn over him. I'm like, we're playing basketball here, and it's not only about basketball at certain points. So I get why anyone wouldn't want to be in that environment because it's toxic. And then he goes into saying how Kevin Love... Uh, had to change his game to fit, to be a shooter, and, you know, a Bosch also. Um, and he's saying that, you know, young players are still developing. It's always going to be hard because he demands the ball so much. He demands control of the offense, and he creates for everybody. So is this – some people are saying, like, he's a hater or, like, he's a little salty about LeBron. Like, what what are we making of these comments? You're fuming over here. Are you all right? I, I mean, you guys want to go first because I'm I. I already know what you're gonna say. So. Everything this guy says is bitch made. I I I, I although it's bitch made, he's right. No. Like, yeah, that's that's my like everything he said is it's facts. Yes. No, it's not facts. Yeah. It is. LeBron has done nothing to make. Who is he not made better in his career? Guys have taken a significant downgrade, whether statistically, whether uh, time of possession, everything. He hit it on the head. Superstars. I don't think they want to play with LeBron. Role players, they're signed up to play with LeBron and get a ring. But a superstar, it's not necessarily the case. I, why, what makes you think that? What superstar has ever had the opportunity to play with LeBron that hasn't played with LeBron? There's never been an opportunity. The Cleveland Cavs, the, Cle- the Cavs organization is run like shit. They never have any cap room because they give Tristan Thompson $80 million. And then they, and the one time he joined the super team, they won Two out of three championships. But I, I just think there's some truth behind what he's saying. Like, look at KD, right? Like, KD went to the Warriors after they won 73 games, and his reputation took a big hit. It's like, I don't think guys want to go. I don't think superstars want to go play in LeBron's shadow. I think the best players in the league want to beat LeBron. Yeah, and, and also, think about Kyrie. That's Ky- a perfect example. <laughs> Kyrie didn't want to play with him because it's... It, it's LeBron's I wouldn't say team. that it's toxic, but yeah, it's LeBron's team when, when they win. Yeah. He's the quarterback, right? Yep. But it's it's different where when the quarterback wins you praise him when they lose you you bash him right but here when you play with LeBron it's you praise LeBron when they win yeah. it's everyone else's fault when they lose LeBron gets the credit and then all right when it's but the- let's let's go back in, in time before the the miracle Warriors even existed you could say this about every single NBA superstar from like 2009 and beyond and behind say what. Say the best player on the team was the main star of the team, and everyone else had to cater their game around him. Yeah, that's what happens. That's basketball. But that's you, what it is. Yeah, but it's not a media frenzy. It wasn't a media frenzy around Dirk like it is around LeBron. No, but there was around Jordan. There was around Magic. There was around these these next level special dudes. There not, was around Larry Bird. Nah, you, you're talking about like 30 years in the past. Yeah. I think that's completely different circumstances when you factor in social Fine, media. How about Kobe? Paul Shaq, Gasol, Shaq Paul didn't Gasol, want to play no one him. wanted to play with Kobe. Well, well, but you say that, but then Shaq played with him, and then Shaq left, and then Gasol came to play with him. But yeah, there was a period in time where no one wanted to play. There was a trade that was made that brought Gasol in there. Yeah. All right. So so what? So what's the problem if someone doesn't want to play with you? Guess what? You don't want to play with Kobe, but Kobe's gonna win you a championship, probably multiple. You We're don't not want arguing to play with LeBron. That, though. We're just saying. I'm that, just like, saying like it's that's why the comments are so bitch made because all right, yeah, you could take the easy way out and just. Blend in with the crowd, or you could be LeBron, and yeah, you know what? Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Maybe people don't want to play with you. Then your team has to trade for some players, and they gotta and they gotta they gotta contour their game around your curves. Because guess what? 
You're the star. You're the guy. Period. Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant has never been the guy. He doesn't know what it's like to be the guy. Well, I mean, nah, I'd say he was, he was the guy, the guy in, in OKC. OKC. I mean, yeah. Russ was there, though. Yeah, yeah but he yeah, was but, still but, the guy. But, Russ wasn't I Russ would, when KD was there. I would, I would argue that Russ was the aggressor. Russ was number two when KD was there. Let's not get it twisted yeah, here. Yeah, come on. But in Russ thought talent, he was number one. And that that's was the why problem. Durant left. Exactly. Yeah. He thought he was number one. Yeah. So, you got, so he's sharing the spotlight with another guy who thinks he's number one. Who else is going to play with LeBron and think they're number one? No, no one. Because no one is. So no don't, one you, wants to, but don't you think that pride and be number two? I don't but think no one does that. That's the thing. I don't think anybody wants to be LeBron's number two. I think people are fine with being the third best player. Why? But I don't think anybody wants to go there and be that second guy. I think it's just like weird. Because being a second guy on LeBron's team is different than being the second guy on anyone else's but team. The second guy on, on LeBron's team is the best player on any other team. But what's the, what's the basis of this? Like what's I, I just don't understand what the basis is. Like what's what player in the in basketball has refused to go to a LeBron James team? Well, there there was a, a very good player that refused to play with him. It's Kyrie. Yeah. Like I think Kyrie Kyrie Irving is a perfect example of that. Yes. Where he didn't want to play with yo, I went to the finals every year and whatnot and you know I got it was a, cool. uh, I got a big shoe deal because I'm playing into June and whatnot. It was cool. But I got my championship and then after that it's like, oh yeah, I'm not trying to deal with that because when I shoot three for 17 from the field, it's on me, right? Yeah. But then when I drop 50 and LeBron drops 50 also, it's like, oh, nothing about... There was one game, first time in NBA history, when they went, when they came back from 3-1 down. It might have been game five or game six, but Kyrie and, and LeBron were the only two teammates to drop 40 in both games. Everyone was talking about LeBron's 40, though. Yeah. And it's like you're always going to get overshadowed. Yep. And you know, some people don't want to deal with that. Some people don't want to deal with that pressure and that attention. It's like pr- exactly what you said. It's pressure. It's pressure. If you're on LeBron's team, you're expected to win a championship every single season. And it's basically a free ride coasting. Mm. Look, Kevin, you guys. All right, let's, let's talk about examples then. Ke- all right. When Dwayne Wade played with LeBron, he had to change his game around LeBron. He ended up winning a championship. When Chris Bosh had to play with LeBron, he had to carve his game around LeBron. He ended up winning a championship with LeBron. What were these players doing without LeBron? Well, Wade they had a ring. Winning no championship. Well, Wade had a ring before LeBron. Yeah. But they had it with Shaq. He had he had a partner. You need a partner in crime, right? They they weren't winning championships. Kevin Love, he he goes from the number one scorer scorer on a he Minnesota would, team that was the A seed. He was traded there. It doesn't matter. It's like that the guys who did play with LeBron. I, I'm just saying, let's. Well, we can have this conversation now. We can have this conversation over the summer. I guarantee you it's not going to be as easy as people think. It's not going to be as easy as people think. I don't think people are going to be lining up to play with LeBron. Look, KD is, is is like the butt of everyone's joke now. He, But it, I think what he's saying, there's some truth behind it for sure. I don't know, man. I, I If you can't handle the heat of playing with the best player, then I don't want you on my team. I think it's also what you said. I think guys want to beat him. That's another thing. I think the elite players in the NBA want to beat LeBron. They don't want to play with LeBron. I mean, what's all right? But what do they do to beat him? They team up on seventy-two win teams. No, that's just Fuck one. Out of here. No, no, that's, that's not, just that's just yeah, but you're one, talking about one person. That's just one no person. one else is beating LeBron. No one else has beat LeBron. No one else teams up on other teams to beat LeBron. I don't it's even only think been it's one all team. that. What do you mean, one guy? I mean, I'd say that Chris Paul re up re-upped with Houston to make a run and win a championship to beat LeBron. Yo, I don't think it's about to so just win the championship in, in general. West. Yeah, but not to beat LeBron. Not he didn't sign with Houston and not the Cavs because he'd rather beat LeBron than play with him because the Cavs couldn't afford it. Houston could, and he saw an opportunity to win a championship. 
I don't think it's about being LeBron. I just think that no one wants to be second fiddle. I think everyone, if I can, I'll, I can get paid and I'll be the man here. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be the man. Like, I'd rather be a superstar. Because if you are Kyrie on the Cavs or you're Kyrie on a team, I mean, he's in Boston, so it's a different story. But if he's on a team where there's no one else, it's like you're a fucking superstar. Like, James Harden on that team, like, yeah, yo, this is a good-ass role player, like, blah, blah, blah. Goes to a team, he's by himself. He's the, He's one of the best players in the league now. I mean, yo, I, I I just think that with Chris Paul, the Chris Paul situation. What what about all the guys, the banana boat people? They don't go play with LeBron. Yeah, and that's his boys. Whenever they had the opportunity to. Well, Melo could have played with on LA this when? year. What What do you mean? Melo was a free agent. Okay. Well, then you think LA LA was definitely pursuing him? I'm just saying, like people aren't knocking down the doors. You know, door. You know, phone ain't blowing up. How do you know? Are his comments bitch made? Yeah, but I, I think both could apply. I think that they could be bitch made, and I think that there's also a lot of facts. Also, these too. comments are bitch made because it's KD. If someone else said these things, I guarantee you they wouldn't have been received this way. Yeah, because when you're KD and you are telling like, oh yeah, I'd rather not play with LeBron, and and you, and you would, but you, at the same time you're gonna go to a 73 win team, like that environment's toxic. But you you kind of went into the same environment. Like what is? No, no, no. The the environment with Golden State, they had a good locker room. I think I think where it's toxic is that the fact that this guy it's has be, everything is scrutinized. Yeah, but also everything. that what? that you can't say that the the media attention when you have burner accounts, bro. I also think that this dude's a, co- a player coach, and like no one wants to deal with that. Like I'm a superstar. Like I'm not gonna go here and you're gonna tell me how to play, bro. Like I'm like, I I understand you're the greatest player of all time, but like my I'm I'm a grown man. It's my pride. Like. If I'm the f- second best player in the league, like you're not gonna tell me like what to do and yell at me on TV like I'm fucking Mario Chalmers. You that, know what I'm saying? That's the that's the first point I kind of agree with. But that's that's what I mean. That's where the ego is. Like I don't want to go play it with LeBron because you see how LeBron is. He's telling everyone where to go, what to do. He's doing you know the like hyping them up on the on the like like you're my dad or some shit. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to go play with this dude. You know what I mean? Like, why are you going to tell me what to do, man? I'm a grown-ass man. Like, I don't want to be... You You telling me, like, yo, go stand in the corner. Like, bro, I wonder if... Anyone if, that signs up to play with LeBron, quote-unquote, could be riding his coattail. I wonder, But I wonder, though, if LeBron ever had a proven coach, like, what... If that role would have been different. Because if you look at throughout his career, he had nobodies, a, a variance of nobodies in, in Cleveland... Then he went to a first-year coach with Eric Spolstra. And then he went over and uh, got David Blatt and Ty Lue. And now he's got um, a guy who was drafted in the same draft class as him. So I, I wonder how much of LeBron being a coach is just out of necessity. Yeah, I mean, Eric Spolstra. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. But, yo, it's just annoying. Like, yo, even at the park, like, think about it. You don't want to play with some dude who's just like, yo, set a pick. Off screen. Like, shut up. And you don't get any of the love. It's like when everything goes right, it's LeBron. But when things go wrong, it's not LeBron. It's I think like, that's what he means by the media frenzy yeah. and, and the fanboys. I mean, like, what's the dude on ESPN? Brian Windhorst? Doesn't he, like, travel you, with you LeBron? You got dudes just, just following LeBron beat. around. He's a beat writer. No, but not He's every... He's on the LeBron beat. But not every... T- <laughs> exactly. Listen to what you just said. He's I mean, on the Le- LeBron beat. I mean, LeBron's a story. I think Always. it's... A, I which think is why he mentioned which the media frenzy. I think it's an ego thing. though. I don't want to get sunned on TV. In front of everyone. I'd rather play. You don't want to turn into a meme like like Jr. I mean, no. Think about the people that no, but seriously, yo, Mario Chalmers and Jr. That could be anybody. Dude, Everyone's watching, and 
And it's like, yo, then, if you make a mistake, LeBron's gonna call you out. And like, we're gonna say, like, yo, what do you, what do you know? God forbid, greatest player of all time. God forbid, LeBron posts something on social media. You got to answer questions about it for a week. Oh man, is there trouble in the locker room? Oh, are you beefing with him? How's everything with you and him? Like, come on, man, you really got to deal with that in game twenty-seven of the regular season. But the same thing happens with Durant, though. Like, all these things can be also be said about playing with Kevin Durant. This, you can echo all these statements. I would disagree. I think that LeBron's star power and Durant's, I think, is completely different. Mm-hmm. I think LeBron's on a like different level across yeah. the board. Like, there's no one else that's that's close to him yeah. as far as like media attention. Yep. Guy drops 28, 12, and seven, and like he had a bad game. Bro, you hear Stephen A. Smith say it all the time, man. I can't wait. Thank God LeBron went to the Lakers, so now I can go to L.A. Everyone's excited to go to L.A. because everyone just follows LeBron around. They hated going to Cleveland. Yeah. All of those beat writers hated going to Cleveland and covering the Cavs. It's not lit there, bro. Nah, nothing in Cleveland. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, moral of the story. <laughs> Yo, have you been to Cleveland before? Nah. No, What's either. in Cleveland? <laughs> nothing. Yo, uh, Joe Kim Noah famously said that when he was with the, with I the think Bulls. That's what, I think that's where, where, where you were going, no? Well, I'm, I'm nah, just, that was a personal opinion. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 you're right. you were being uh, Joe Kim Noah. I forgot about that. <laughs> Who just got signed to the Memphis Grizzlies. Word. It's uh, a good fit there. Ten bucks? What's his contract? I think he signed for the veterans minimum. He did, yeah. Cheap plug. Prorated. Yo, he's dating the Victoria's Secret chick. It's good. Uh, Who is the Victoria's Secret chick? She's some Brazilian girl. I'm not going to try to pronounce her name, but she's. I'll tag you in an Instagram photo because you know I follow them all. Say less. What? I, I don't know. Look, we're going to have this conversation come summertime. It's not going to be as people signing up to play with him as you think. It's not, it's not going to be the case. They may even wind up trading for somebody because who knows? Okay. Okay. But... Th- but Okay, I'm cool with it, because guess what? Probably no one wanted to play with Jordan either. He was probably a dick. <laughs> Dicks win. No one wanted to play with Kobe. Dicks win. He was a fucking dick. Dicks win. Shaq ran through teammates like crazy. He won. Give me the winner. I want to play with the winner. Superstars, eh, role players, sign up. Think about those Miami Heat teams. All those role players. Yeah, don't no, remember. No, no. no matter and who you Cleveland are. And even Cleveland, too. Yo, we can name all the role players that went to Cleveland and Miami to play with LeBron. Always remember. No matter superstars. You, no, always remember. No matter who you are, the right scheme can turn the role player to a superstar. Yo, what about this? I, I also feel like all these NBA guys make so much money now. They, they Like, everyone's pretty much a superstar as far as, like, a pay scale. Like, even, like, yeah. <clears throat> guys are, like, Six guy off the bench, not not off the bench, like a six man, a seven man. They make like eighteen million dollars a year, so I don't think they want to deal with that shit going into like yo. Not everyone wants to win, like n- not everyone does. And you could tell by like as bad some as they want to the, be a, a yeah star, yeah. Like yo, Andrew Wiggins, like that's the worst contract, one of the worst contracts in the NBA. The guy has not gotten better year in year out, and it's like he's on a max. He wasn't gonna get a max anywhere else, and he's like yo, I just sabotaged the team. We're not gonna. At best, we'll be a seven seed if everything goes well. But that's just how it is. Like some guys are just let me just get three hundred million dollars in the bank and I'm chilling. I'm chilling, and I don't need a ring. Whatever, my bank account is crazy. Some people think like that. I think. Yeah, we'll I guess see. so. I don't know. I just everything that comes out of Kevin Durant's mouth, I want to just be yeah, careful because when he's a Nick, and I feel that. Jersey. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be. A I Nick. mean, look, if he's a Nick, I'm gonna root for him on the court. But yo, there's just. There's just so many, so much bullshit around him that just follows him around. You're talking about bullshit following people around. Like he's he's yelling at fans. He's talking shit after games. He's being mad brazen. He got burner accounts. He's talking shit to refs. Like yo, everything he does, everything that follows his whole aura is just like 
He he puts that on himself though. Le- yeah. And LeBron, he's a it, dick. In LeBron's case, he does. Why he wins? It's business as usual for LeBron. All right. Anyway, you guys want to get to spitball? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Starting with survey says boss is back in. <laughs> Tag back. Uh, Markel Fultz has been diagnosed by an outside doctor with thoracic outlet syndrome. So it's it's more of like a range. It's like a mobility thing with your shoulder. That's why he's had the yips, as we speculated, but it's not the yips. He it's actually not. has a legitimate nerve issue in his uh, neck shoulder area that's caused you know his his uh, limitations with shooting the basketball. So, yeah, confirmed. Expecting mm-hmm. a It's been handled wrong all along. Expecting a good recovery. Is he? Yeah. I haven't read anything on the recovery yet. I just know yeah. it's it was mishandled the whole time. Treatable. But anyway. Treatable. Ballon d'Or. Luka Modric, your boy from Real Madrid in Croatia, won uh, FIFA Player of the Year. Very prestigious honor. If you guys ever get a chance, look at his story. His upbringing is crazy. Shout out to him. And uh, the one that got me even hornier, Tim, was uh, Christian Pulisic came in second in the Copa Trophy, which is the best player under 21. Mbappe won it, but Pulisic coming in second is fire. So hats off to both of those guys. Yo, Mbappe won by... By yeah, he, he kind of <laughs> smoked us, but... He smoked us, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Um, He's there, though. Browner. Brandon Browner. Uh, so he got an eight-year deal. He got an eight-year deal. With prison. Yep. Uh, Brandon Browner, the former Patriot and Seahawk, for original member of the... Uh, L.O.B. Of the L.O.B. Uh, he'll be wearing that orange jersey next season, not because he'll be a Bronco, but because he just got eight years in prison. He allegedly broke into his ex-girlfriend's apartment, dragged her, smothered her in a carpet... All doing this in front of their cho- in front of her two children, he allegedly broke a locked window and stole a twenty thousand dollar Rolex, and then fleed the scene. Um, he pleaded no contest to two counts of to one count of attempted murder and two counts of willful child endangerment. Um, so he's getting eight years in prison. Yikes! Um, team thirty two. Um, NHL has agreed to an expansion team in Seattle. Pretty fire. I remember we were speculating over team names. Um, one hasn't been announced yet, but I'm sure there's odds out Totems on Totems is the favorite. What yeah. is that? Totems is true. Yo, Rain was fire. Impy's idea was fire. R-E-I-G-N. There was a cool one, though, also on that. It was like Totems in like second place. was kind of cool. Oh, Emeralds. Emeralds. I like that. This is the Emerald City. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fire. Um, new man in charge. The U.S. men's national team appointed Greg Burhalter, formerly of the Columbus crew, as their new man. So, uh, tough task of having to bring us from... The dumps of not making the World Cup to hopefully making the World Cup in 2022, which is going to be played in the winter time around this time of year, which yeah. is ridiculous. But that's for another time. And look, he's inheriting probably the best crop of American soccer players in a long time. Like our best players are all under the age of 23. So you'll have them for one to two World Cups in their prime. So I think if you're him and going forward you want to build towards 2026 with the world cup being in the states we out here get that home field advantage a couple pks come our way joe you know what i'm saying met life the final we're there fuck yeah i'm going on that shit love it yeah love it now love yes it. i'm gonna be 35 yeah <laughs> that's scary damn ill um 38 god when i turn 30 i'm just gonna lose it uh dedication <laughs> december um so dedication december is all right, so I got to be truthful with you guys. It's not going nearly as well as No Excuse November did. Uh, here's the problem I've been having. So I'm eating healthy, um, but here's the thing. I'm going to the gym, and I haven't gone to the gym consistently, and now I went four days, uh, and I'm on pace to go the next four days. 
And my appetite has been unleashed. And I've been eating healthy food, but I've been eating like a wild fucking animal. Mm-hmm. So uh, I got to get that under control. Next week, the goal is food portion control. Um, so hopefully we can see some results next week. But I'm the same weight as I started. So I have nothing good to report. But getting through the adversity is part of it. You're six days in. You're fine. Yeah. Uh, hot stove cooking. Hey, I got double duty today. Uh, let's go over some signings. Uh, Nathan Eovaldi signs with the Red Sox. Four years, $67.5 million for the former Yankee fireballer. Uh, Patrick Corbin, six years, $140 million with the Nationals. A deal Damn. that I am excited about. Why? They have a three-headed monster now. I mean, Patrick Corbin is is in his in his best days. I mean, his best good, days might be ahead of him. He's I only, mean, what, 27? Sure, but he's also extremely injury-prone. He is. Doesn't never really pitch a full season. Before. I wouldn't say extremely injury prone. He's extremely he's, injury prone. Nah, anyway. it's a stretch. But the big, the big deal: the Cardinals acquiring Paul Goldschmidt for Luke Weaver, Carson uh, Kelly. I put Carson, yeah, Carson Kelly and Andy Young, and an early draft pick in next year's draft. Um, this is a, the surprise to me. I think uh, that was a discount. How, huge discount on Goldschmidt. How? Like how? If you're, if you're Arizona, and let's say you do want to rebuild, which. I don't really understand because Arizona last year they contended for a while. The last two years, the yeah, year last before two that, years, they were in the they were in the, in the DS. They have a high paid ace. They, who, I mean, they, they have Godley who had a bad year, but they, I guess they lost Corbin, so I guess that that played a role. But how do you trade one of the top five players in the NL for and not even get a top prospect back? Yeah, two prospects who have just been like middling, like they were. Projected like high prospects. Weaver and Kelly were both once high prospects. Right, right. And Weaver's come up. He's shown he can hang, but not like ace type like projection as he was projected. Um, but he, yo, I mean, I like Luke Weaver. I always have. Um, he doesn't really have strikeout stuff. He's more of a contact pitcher, which kind of different in this day and age. It's more of like overpowering stuff. But he's not that kind of pitcher. Is but he? A, is he a Weaver? Is he? A, I don't think so. I don't is, know if there's any is he relation. Connected to the other Weavers? Not brothers. He, he that's for like, sure. He's definitely younger than old. Kind of like has that look of a Weaver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Jeff Weaver and them. Jared. Yeah, and Jared. Jared. It's not Jared. It's yeah. Jared Weaver. Yeah, Jared. But um, I don't know. I think it's a discount. Like Goldschmidt. Listen, the Cardinals went out. They're kind of going in. They fired Matheny last year, but before that, they went on and got Osuna. Marcelo Zuna. Now they get Goldschmidt. So that's two huge splashes via the trade market uh, in back-to-back offseason. So if that doesn't tell you, like, the Cardinals like, yo, we're trying to get back into this thing, like, I don't know what does. And I mean, Goldschmidt, like you said, is a top-five player. Definitely in the NL and probably, like, he's, I mean, no doubt a top player in baseball. And he brings it both sides, defensively and with the bat. And He's a cornerstone player. Yeah. He's top-five in the MLB. I don't know what the hell they're doing. That's the kind of guy you build your franchise around. I was going through the comments on their Instagram when they announced the trade, and everyone's like, uh, "Where? How do I sell my season tickets? Like, this is the worst move in Diamondbacks history." Yeah, they definitely got him like for nothing, like pennies on the dollar. What are you doing? That's your that's your guy. That's your face of your franchise. I don't even I don't get it. I mean, I know he's a free agent next year, but see what you can do, and then trade him at the deadline where you can get a haul. Yeah. Team? Imagine Paul Goldschmidt available at the deadline. Teams would trade their entire farm system yes, to get him. Hundred percent. What are you doing? There's so I like to say like when someone's traded, I think their best values at the deadline because teams get desperate and teams feel like oh this guy can put me over the top, let's go get him at all costs. Whereas in the off season, everyone's zero and zero, so no one knows where who measures up, and teams are willing to part with less. We saw it last year with Stanton, even though it was a unique situation where he only wanted to go to certain places, but even with Goldschmidt, like who knows what teams are off? Maybe not that much. Maybe they know he's going to walk. Maybe he's seeking a ton of money in the off season. 
But to give him for Luke Weaver and Carson Kelly in the draft pick, it's just like, dude. At least get a first round draft pick. They got like a compensatory draft pick. Yeah. Oh. It's ugly. It's ugly. I mean, not for St. Louis, who again is back into being a powerhouse, in my opinion. Yeah. Did you see uh, the Mets trade rumors? Supposedly a Rosario a Conforto package for JT Real Muto. Oh, my God. Please. <laughs> good night. <laughs> Yo, I, I don't know I if that was a good, good or bad right there. But my reaction? You said, oh, my God, please, and put your head down. I thought you were going to follow up something. I, yeah, I, I literally, I, I felt... You're at a loss for words. I felt tears coming to my face. I don't want that to happen at all. I wouldn't if want it Michael to happen. Compor- if you want it to happen? I wouldn't want it to happen. No, why would you trade for a catcher? I mean, you guys haven't had a catcher in years. And he, he's nice on both sides. Fine, he's just, a great offensive catcher. I'd rather one have of the best d- in the game. I'd rather have a defensive specialist at catcher and keep my two young guys. Work. Real Muto is not. I mean, he's good, but he's not. He's its premier offensive catcher in the game. Sure, but he's not premier. He, you you think he's the top offensive catcher in the game? He might be. He's better than Gary, who's. But he hasn't done it. Fell off. He's, he's only better than Yasmani Grandal. He's better than. Nah, dude, he's done it for a couple years now. But at this level, I did it last year. No, but he's still hitting like two eighty every year. So that's a guy you trade two top prospects for. From the catching position, if you get that production, maybe. Uh-huh. We don't know what Rosario is. Rosario was like the top three prospect in baseball, and he's like, eh. I mean, even though he's only what twenty one or twenty two. The last two months of last season, he played. He played out two of his months. Mind. So you can't bring up a Real Muto size sample and then be <laughs> yeah, like, I was yo, just he played. Bring that up. What do you mean? You said he's only done it one year, and you. I said Rosario's only done it for two yeah. months. Like, I mean, but Rosario was twenty two years old, and he was a number three prospect in baseball. You and he had a good last two months. You Real can't. Muto? All, you also can't knock him out because he had he started his career with seven bad months, like you. You gotta give him a chance. I'm not knocking him out. And Michael Conforto is one of the sweetest swings in baseball. He, we just gotta get Kevin. Yeah, we did. Kevin Long needs to get the fuck out of here. Oh no, okay. no. 2016. I was, I was like, what? What did I say? It was so bad. Real Muto had 303 in 2016. How many home runs in RBIs? Uh, 11 home runs, 48 RBIs. That sounds like a guy I want. I mean, you should. I not no. If I I want him, don't get me wrong. I'm not downplaying him, but for the right price. His home runs have gone up every year, by the way. And he's plus, also, when he comes also, on the Mets, he's gonna he's miss. Also, he's gonna miss forty-seven games right off the bat, and maybe more. So right away, Conforto with his shoulder issue. Nah, I don't want no, 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 no. Real Muto is nice, nice, fat voice. Nice. All right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you guys want to get to NFL games of the week? Mm-hmm. We, we haven't have talked NFL yet at all. Three games that we have spotlighted here. Uh, Starting with Colts at Texans, both of Nick's boyfriends playing each other. This must be a very <laughs> tough matchup. Yeah, for you. yeah. I'm at uh It's like picking between your two parents, right? You don't Basically. know. You don't know what to do. Yeah. Andrew um, Luck, who's like your longtime girlfriend, and the Texans, who are like the neighborhood slut, who are very hot. Yeah, it's it, it's uh, it's the girl next door that keeps flashing me. Anyway, uh, nine game win streak for the Houston Texans. Defense is playing really, really well. Um, they've also, you know, I was talking about this with Impy where, you know, they haven't really beaten anyone crazy on this nine game win streak, but they are taking care of business. A lot of, uh, you know, the, the win in Denver looks a lot better now when they beat the Steelers, right? They, they, they've covered six of the nine games also. And like, I like to say good teams win, great teams cover. And I think the additions of Tyron Matthew and, Justin Reed in the secondary have really changed this entire secondary. They look faster despite having some of the slowest corners in football. 
them to make up a lot of ground. And yeah, I think Watson, they've been protecting him more in the sense where he's not running the ball 10 to 15 times a game. Like there was one game against the Cowboys where they're running sweeps with him and he was just getting leveled by Jalen Smith on primetime. And it's like, dude, my guy just came back from a torn ACL. Can we slow down a little bit? break here. Right? We saw how bad it was. All these years we've been saying if the Texans get a good quarterback, their roster is loaded. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing that now. And I think that's exactly it. The offensive line is playing a lot better. He's not throwing much. He, he went six straight weeks without attempting more than 25 passes in a game. And I like it. if you go back. Hey, Lamar! A lot of Lamar, yeah, Lamar Miller, and yo, even Alfred Blue's getting a lot of touches. Yo, they too. alternate every uh, every series. Lamar Miller is clearly better when he's not the primary back. Like he needs you to think be a so? guy who like gets fifteen. Workload yeah. off. His Remember shoulders? that was when he was best in Miami. That's not now. He he's had a resurgence because of it. He it's, needs to it, be the a fifteen carry maximum guy. I think it's also because he plays with Watson, and you can't stack the box against Tom Savage led offenses True and that. Brandon Whedon's. Right, you got Watson, you got Hopkins. Uh, QT hasn't really played much, but even when they had Fuller and shit too, so uh, th- yeah, Demarius too. They're they're still working him in, and I like this kid Thomas, the new tight end that kind of mm-hmm. came out of nowhere. Is he a rookie? I feel like he's a rookie. Might be a rookie, but he's he's a young guy that they're working into the offense too. And yeah, I just like it. I like this Houston team. They have a chance to get the bye week, which would be huge for them because if you're looking in the playoffs like I am, because boss, you know, I have a ticket on the Texans. They've lost to New England every time they played in Foxborough about like double digits. It's gotten ugly. Granted, it's only been twice with Watson, but you want to try to get a, a, a bye week. And there's a roadmap to them getting to 13 wins. And the Steelers got to play at home against the Patriots. So that's a tough game for New England. So if you're Houston, you got to take care of business here. Yeah, for sure. For me, I'm looking at how the Colts respond from being punched in the mouth last week. Super egg last Six week. Six zero. Like you don't see that in today's NFL. Imagine Couple going turnovers. to that game. Paying a ticket to go to a 6-0 game? That's awesome. trash. How much do you think a ticket in Jacksonville goes for, though? Like to get in? Yeah. Probably like 15 bucks. I was going to say 15 too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. I'm going to look it up. Especially with how bad they are this season. But, yeah, I mean, I listen, they showed up more than I expected. That's for sure. I thought they would quit on Marone. That wasn't the case, even without Fournette. Um, Fournette's back. Oh, Fournette. I'm talking about the – yeah, Fournette, you know. You're right, know, though. He didn't, yeah, he, he didn't play. He didn't play, though, play. last week. He didn't play. Um and it showed in the offense, like when he's healthy, he had like, I think in those three weeks, like 450 plus all-purpose yards. So without him, the offense kind of, you know, staggers. And then for the Colts, there really just wasn't much going on for them offensively. Um, so I need to see them bounce back. They're still in the hunt. I think, yeah, the Ravens are holding that six seed at seven and five. Um, Colts are still right there in the thick of things. Six and six is not over. And this is a division game. This swings seasons, especially this lane this season, week 14. It's, it's time to step up. You got to respond from getting beat six zero. So that's what I'm looking at: the Colts and the offense. Can they put up points? For me, the Colts. There was a lot of there was a lot of hype around Andrew Luck and his return, which you know, rightfully so. He's been killing it, but a lot of what allowed Andrew Luck to be as good as he did is Quentin Nelson has come in and really just changed the the entire offensive line there, um, and they've controlled the line of scrimmage. Now, last game, what happened was Yannick Ngakwe and Calais Campbell. I wanted to call him Julius Campbell from <laughs> Remember the Titans. Uh, and, and Calais Campbell, uh, they dominated up front, and they really had their way with that front line. And you're going against a Houston Texans team who has two of the most feared DNs in the league. Um, and you pair those two guys together, and it's a really big test for the Colts offensive line. Can they 
handle that? Can they handle the pressure that's going to come? Because this team so far has been very susceptible to pressure. When you put pressure on Andrew Luck, they lose. When you don't, they win. It's been pretty simple. It's been a pretty simple math equation. Can they get pressure on Andrew Luck? We'll see. Houston has been playing out of your mind, out of their minds, and that that defensive, uh, that offensive line went from the worst in NFL history to right in the middle of the pack, and that's a big enough stretch where the rest of the team is so good, you can go thirteen and three. It's it's possible. So, yeah, I, this is going to be an interesting matchup. That's for sure. This is going to be. I think this is going to get a lot of attention on the outsides and a lot of after the game. A lot of people are going to be talking about the one or two plays that one or two guys made. But I think the real game, the real subplot is going to be right in front, the Texans D-line versus the, the Colts O-line. Who comes out on top? And I think whoever comes out on top in that battle comes out on top with a victory. Trenches. I mean, you're talking about one or two plays. They went for it on fourth down in their territory in overtime. That's what started this win streak for the Texans. Because right, the Texans were 0-3. They had to play for their season, and they won in overtime on an awful, awful coaching decision where, like, you know, I, if I was a coach, I'd be aggressive too, but, like, not inside my 30 in overtime. Kind of happened last week too, not taking three when they had a chance late in the game with, like, four minutes left with yeah, three timeouts. I remember we were watching the game, and Josh is like, yo, why aren't they kicking? I'm like, nah, dude, why would you kick? And then, lo and behold, they get the ball back with, like, a minute and 58 seconds left, yeah. and he's like, yo, you see, they should have kicked that. Yeah. For sure. T.Y. Hilton, shady Texans killer. Ready for this? T.Y. Hilton has 67 catches, 1,246 yards, nine touchdowns, and 13 games against the Texans. 1,200 yards and 60 catches? 67 catches for 1,246, nine touchdowns, and 13 games. God. That's, so, why, <laughs> that's why receiver won numbers through three touchdowns. Yeah, and, and yo, don't forget, there's, there's a lot of Jacoby Brissett, a lot of Orlovsky, a lot of... Uh, other legends when Luck didn't play also. No, Matt Hasselbeck. Is nice, son. Yeah, wow, in a Matt dome. Hasselbeck. Matt Hasselbeck. Remember he won like four straight games? And it wow, was, it Matt was like, Hasselbeck. Yo, legendary. <laughs> That's also a lot of like, remember, I mean, I know the Texans ever since they got J.J. Water are kind of known for their defense, but remember when the Texans were Matt Schaub and a powerful offense mm. and a terrible defense? Yeah, yeah. So there is that grain of salt as well, but I, I, I like T.Y. a lot in fantasy this week. I got the Texans. <laughs> Texans, baby. Um, I think the Texans will win this too. I got Texans. Keep on I'll rolling. I'll take the Texans, but I think that it's going to be closer than people think. I think Andrew Luck will get the offense. You role. think they'll cover the spread? Minus four and a half? <sighs> Guess we'll find out in a little bit, brother. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, next game, we have Eagles, Cowboys. Um, Cowboys coming off a big win mm-hmm. against the Saints. Who we got in this game? I told you my new name for Amari Cooper, right? Amari, like Hooper. It like, was awful. Yeah, yeah. You, you guys say Swooper? awful. Nooper. Nooper. Nooper, yeah. Right, this right. is the new Amari Cooper. So bad no one remembered it. Amari yeah. Nooper. So I'm going to be referring to him as Nooper from now on. Enjoy. Um, that Eagle secondary is in shambles. Uh, they, they're not playing anyone. I think you're being polite, too. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is like Mets baseball situation <laughs> type shit. You know what I mean? So uh, you got Amari Nooper, and you got... <laughs> Uh, that offense that's feeling it. And you got Ezekiel Elliott becoming a giant part of the passing game. Like Nick mentioned on Monday, he's getting usage the way that he got uh, back in his rookie season. And it's it's showing. And they're controlling the ball. Now, both of these teams are interesting because over the last three seasons, they're both near the top in ball control. And they're both, they're both controlling the ball for the majority of the game. And both of these teams kind of play in a similar fashion where they control the ball. Uh it's going to be interesting to see 
who comes out on top. Now, for personally, for me, I think the Cowboys are just a much overall better team right now. Um, if you look around the Eagles, they don't really have explosive weapons. Um, Josh Adams in the backfield is eh. He's been okay. Uh, Golden Tate finally had a good game. Alshon Jeffrey's been very mediocre, very subpar. Last year, he was he had some of the littlest amount of uh, separation from any receivers, but he was great at making the tough catches. Just Carson Wentz isn't as great as delivering those tough catches this year. Uh, he seems he still seems like he's not comfortable all the way back. Is that just me? The, it just, he just he just feels like it's he's what? not all the way comfortable yet. It might be the weapons, or it might just be him. I mean, he's also not running as much. Like that was a huge part of his game. How he got hurt. Like I feel like you remember that. So you that, never forget how you get hurt. That might be part of the uncomfortableness, but like it's mentally too. Like mentally uncomfortable. I I not for nothing. I can even see the. The Cowboys like blowing them out and making a statement. I don't think so. Just because these two teams historically they always play each other tough, right? They they tend to split the series, and they won in Philly a couple weeks ago on Sunday Night Football. I, I think that was the beginning of their it was their win streak. That was right? a must win game for them. Yeah. yeah, they saved their season. They were three and five. Now you're looking at the Cowboys. They're seven and five. They're rolling. They're probably one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now. Um, it does have a little bit of a letdown spot, though, I will say. Knowing the Cowboys all these years, they come off a big-ass win against the Saints. It's prime time. Jerry Jones is talking mad shit like, yo, I got Amari Cooper. It's still Cooper, by the way, Tim. Uh, and, and, <laughs> and, you know, people were slandering him for giving up a first-round pick, and he showed out and whatnot. And I could see it being a letdown spot. And, look, Philly knows them really well. I know Dallas knows them, too. But I just, I just have a gut feeling where I think Philly pulls off the upset here. I don't know. I don't see it. And I like the only thing I see in my head when you first said this game was Zeke hurdling the the DB in the backfield, and mm. he didn't get in, but he wound up punching in later that drive. But yeah, I mean, they it's such a unique scheduling for the Cowboys where they play two Thursdays in a row, Thanksgiving and then Thursday night football last week. So now they have a long week and a half off to prepare too. So I think that plus being in Dallas. I think it's a recipe for success for Dallas this weekend. I think they, you know, pretty much seal up the division with a win. Yeah, they're too hot right now. They figured out what to do with Byron Jones too. It was a guy that they they drafted because he had that big ass broad jump. Remember in the yeah, combine, yeah, like yeah. he tested like he was a freak. Like yeah, he, his numbers were out of control. They draft him, put him at safety, then they put him at nickel corner. Now they have him on the outside, and he's actually been really, really Killing. locked down. Killing. He's in a really good corner, and yo, the Cowboys defense for years now. I think it's been a pretty solid, consistent unit. Yeah. Usually in the past you wanted Sean Lee out there, but now with Vander Esch, you don't need him. Yeah, kinda, I'd ship him. I think they cut him after this year. Him, Allen Hearns. You cut those two guys, you free up close to fifteen million dollars. Allen Hearns, what a waste. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't like even their, heard that guy's name. Honestly, if, if you're Sean Lee, like, there's so many concussions in your in your past. Yeah, uh, and yeah, just hang like, it up and join the defensive coaching unit. Like that seems like his. Nah, his it's easier. So it's tough to tell someone to do that. Also, the pay. The pay, yeah, yeah. From eight million dollars a year to making two hundred fifty thousand. Yo, Calvin Benjamin signed with the Chiefs. Just throwing that out there. To what? Play tight end. I was just gonna say that. I just sent that to my brother. Two tight ends. I mean, Kelsey. They already have a tight end. See, that guy. (laughs) Trash. He got fat. Yeah, he's a big boy. He looks like me. KB. I mean, he looks a little different. In the. (laughs) He's also like six five. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, All right. Exactly like me. The yeah black and. Swole. Yeah. 6-5. Uh, Rams at Bears. This is a good game. Prime time. Mitch is home. Mitch this is, is back. This is going to be such a test. This is going to be such a great test. I cannot wait to watch this game because it's the test, the ultimate test of 
is the Bears' defense as good as we think it is? Is the Bears' offense as good as we think it is? Are the Bears the level of contender that I think they are? Because I think the Bears have a good chance of getting out of the NFC if they get the right playoff matchups, right? Whoa. Let's say if they don't have to face the Rams. The Saints? All right, they don't have to face the Saints. <laughs> they have to face one of them. All right, they don't have to face the Saints. I'll, I'll give them against the Rams. We'll see it. We'll see them against the Rams. Money but if lining, they don't have to face the, the Saints. Money lining the Seahawks when they go into Chicago. Can't wait. I got that shit penciled Damn. down. He just Bart Scotted it. Can't wait. Can't wait. Either way, I think there's a team that has a chance to be the best team in the <laughs> NFC. Now, are you asking me do I think they can beat the Saints? The, the, are they going to beat the Saints? Are they going to beat the Rams? I don't think so. But can they? You're talking about a defense that's close to the top in the league in almost every category. This team um, also just lost to the Giants. Sure, but that's with a backup quarterback. You have to, you have to account I'm for that. I'm just saying. But you have to account for a backup quarterback. They also put up terribly. 30 points on that defense. What do you, My well, trash-ass quarterback I back mean, they there. Were, they were also on there the field couple, forever. They got they got hit by a fucking double reverse pass by Odell Beckham where he jumped up. and Like, there's, there was fluky plays in that game. I also think that the drop-off. I and there was I mean, a defensive touchdown for the Giants. Ogletree, yeah, I know, I know. So, Son caught that one hand. The one the one interception? That, shit was that was the first play yeah. of the game. You got a yeah. double reverse pass to the wide receiver. You got a, that's, right, 14, that's football now. Like, that's 14 plays points. are involved well, in football. You know, that's 14 points right there, though. Like, don't At the same time, that's they give up 17 points is a different story. Like you're looking at it differently. Like, it's you it's, are. I'll it's, give you seven points. It's the Falcons drop thing all, all over again. Yeah, yeah you can't. Like what you, you just said just means you nitpick nothing, at, at one point. Like that happens, bro. It happens. They, but you're saying the defense gave this up. I'll give you the seven points that the defense didn't give up because that was a pick six. But uh, they gave up twenty three points. All right, fine. And also, there's not fine like, twenty three points to the Giants. With the trick plays involved. Bro, that's football. Like what the Yo, hell? You don't want them to call trick at, plays. There's a certain point where it's football, and there's a certain point where. No, OBJ took it upon Friggin himself. The Bears ran a game tying play. It was a fucking end around to Tariq Cohen. Cohen, who threw the ball. Okay, <laughs> fluky. <laughs> they Tariq, lost that game. It's Tariq not. Play. It's not. That that OBJ play was not even designed to be a pass, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, uh, you. OBJ was like he was just so wide open, I had to pass it. Didn't he say that after the game? Nah, if it wasn't designed to be a pass play, then there would have been ineligible receivers downfield. Like the offensive line would have. After the game, OBJ's like, yo, I could not believe how open he was, so I just had to go and throw it. That's, a, mm-hmm. that's what he said. Mm-hmm. Either way, like, yes, it's part of the game, but you, but there's special circumstances where you're, you're taking credit away from a defense because they gave a 45 bomb from Odell Beckham. Like, no, you don't take that away from them. I think that, that makes this, things worse. I think this defense is not the same when they're not in Chicago. Personally, and I, it's kind of been my take the whole time. I don't know. I haven't been buying the Bears. I mean, they're in Chicago. Yeah, they're in Chicago now, but now you also have this offense that's coming in, which is going to be a test for them, too. It's supposed to be in the 20s. California team coming into Chicago. But Jared Goff in games under 50 degrees, he's like 7-0. and so He liked it cold. And he's a California boy. Yeah, California cool. Yeah, I don't know. The more I look at this game, the more I like the, more I like the Bears. I just, think, I just think they'll get pressure. 47-10. to 10. I think they'll get pressure on, on Goff. I think they have a good enough defense to keep Gurley in check, not to the point where Gurley's going to not play well. But to the point where they'll hold Gurley like to 120 yards and a touchdown. So I can see Gurley like only going for 50 yards on the ground, but I see him piecing them up in the in the uh, through the I air. I mean, their secondary has been good though. I mean, Gurley, you're gonna have a linebacker. linebacker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm talking about Gurley, though. I do think they got the linebackers though. Floyd, yeah, they got good uh, linebackers. Trevathan too. and Roquan Smith. Yo, what about that video of Sean McVay in like a minute just running through? He's you done that, that before. Yeah. Yo, that's the weirdest thing. 
That's a cool stat. That's pretty cool. No, I mean like yeah, like wow, how the fuck? Yo, that's why is it? Yo, no lie. That's why is the brains behind the best? Yo, kind of gonna flex. I knew nine of the nine of the eleven players. I forgot Amos. 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 Saw how you put my son Prince over though. He was like, "Yo, Prince, very physical. I miss Prince and Mugamaro. He's been having a good year too. And Eddie Jackson, man, that guy's a playmaker. Eddie Jackson is a Eddie Jackson is not going to win defensive on the defensive player of the, of the year, but he should be in the discussion for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm going Rams in that game though. Yeah, I'm going Rams. I'm gonna say Bears. Uh, I'm not gonna put any money on it or anything, but I just got this feeling that the Bears are gonna show out, and not for nothing. Mitch Trubisky, if there's anyone that could, is there's any quarterback well equipped to avoid? pressure coming from the middle and make throws on the run and be in bootleg action all game and be uh, be literally on the move all game on the run he's tailor made for that for that situation like that's his that's his comfort zone so i'm i'm banking on that i'm banking on him being in his comfort zone he, he he's coming back i i think he goes i think he goes off i think the bears go off i think they win this game and that th- I think you're going to feel a lot different about the Bears after they do win. I game. like the Bears. I've been saying I like the Bears, but I mean, the Rams are they're the Rams. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm obviously this is obviously not the the consensus. Yeah, I mean, even a loss here unless it's like a very bad loss, like a good loss, I still like the Bears. Yeah, I hear you. But, you know, but are, um, how real are they? I mean, they are who we thought they were. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> All right, now let's get to our picks. Uh, right now, the standings. Uh, Boss is still in first, 25 and 14. Damn right. Uh, Tim's in second. He's 18 and 21. Go ahead, yay, Tim. Yay. Yeah, there he goes. Um, I'm in third, 17 and 22. Uh, although Tim likes to think that uh, he's maybe 40 <laughs> games ahead of me. I don't know why he's thinking that. <laughs> I mean, you once upon a time, you were 40 games ahead of me. Yeah. Yo. And here I am. Put this fool back in his place. Yeah, I got you, boss. You're gonna. Um, it's gonna be hard when I go three and zero. And Nick's at last at sixteen and twenty-three. Yo, when Nick goes three and zero, and Joey goes three and zero, you go on three. You're back in the cellar. Uh, you mean when you say when? Do you mean like around eleven thirty p.m.? Anyway, I got the Eagles plus four and a half as my underdog special. I got the Texans minus four and a half, and I got the Chiefs minus six and a half. Mm. I'm not gonna give no explanation because when I do, I go one and two. So let's just <laughs> let's start praying. Uh, I'm taking the Rams. Minus three and a half. I don't care if you're in Chicago. I just think the the Rams are just for serious. Uh, I'm also taking. I'm gonna take. <laughs> yeah, I hate my picks. I'm taking the Chiefs minus uh, six and a half against the Ravens. Why am I doing this? I don't know. But they're at home. Hey, how's it going? No cream hunt. Whatever. Um, I'm also gonna take the Giants getting one and a half against the Redskins. I don't know. I mean, the Mark Sanchez is their quarterback, and they're getting points. So, hey. I don't know. The Vegas odds makers, like, has that line shifted significantly, right? What's what's the line now? Like, the Giants got to be like three point favorites. For which game? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Giants? It it, it switched a lot, yeah. Just so you know, we use the CBS lines that stay in the opening line. Yeah, it's opening lines from Monday. All right. My picks. Um, I just want you. I just want to remind you guys that when I was four and fourteen, I said this was going to happen. When I take that top spot, I want everyone to remember that I called it. Bro, you're like four um, weeks behind the top spot. I'm taking New Orleans minus, minus uh, eight and a half at Tampa Bay. They have two reasons they want revenge in this game. Number one, they just lost the game. Number two, Tampa Bay was their only other loss, and they scored 48, 51 excuse me, points on them in the, in the opening week. I think that defense wants revenge on this offense on this on this Tampa Bay offense. And I think Drew Brees wants some revenge. He's trying to get that MVP. They're trying to get him that MVP. I think they go in there and they wallop the Buccaneers. Uh, I got Green Bay minus five and a half versus Atlanta. Atlanta is a dumpster fire of shit on the loose. And so is Green Bay. 
But they just fired McCarthy, so Aaron Rodgers is going to have to pull out his giant man-sized cock and lay it on the forehead of the Falcons because then, guess what? Graphic. There's no one else to blame but you. My, I was setting up my, my, uh, my wedding, and my priest was like, what's going on? And I told him, you know, I got this podcast. It's like, yeah, send me the link to check it out. I'm like, nope. Uh, <laughs> you just said you were going to put someone's cock on someone's yeah, head. So, so. Yeah, priests can't listen to this. And or you can just don't tell anybody. And don't my upset special is Arizona plus two and a half versus the Lions. Um, Arizona has actually been one of the better pass defenses in the league. They're ranked fourth against the pass in the league this this year. Uh, the only real passing threat in the Lions for the Lions, Kenny Galladay is going to be shadowed by Patrick Peterson. So that kind of takes him kind of out of the game. Uh, that leaves them with a running attack that hasn't been much to speak to, hasn't been much to speak of, and. That's how Arizona's been getting beaten. So I think Arizona wins this one outright. I'll take them plus two and a half. Champs here? <laughs> yeah, I probably could clinch this up this week. But anyway, I got the Chargers minus 14 and a half against the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals suck. I see this game ending 37-20. Um, I don't think Jeff Driscoll can put up points. I got the Broncos minus five and a half. I said they were going to win out a couple weeks ago. Uh, they're going to continue on their winning ways. They, if they want to win out, they got to definitely win on the road in San Francisco. Give me them. And I got the Giants plus one and a half for the same reason Joey has. <laughs> that who the hell is playing quarterback for the Redskins? Mark Sanchez is. I know, but. You know Mark Sanchez well, boss. So do I. I do. And he was great for the Jets. And that's another reason to take the Giants. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it is super lit. Um, oh, anyway. Yeah, MP knows him well, too. My bad. <laughs> uh, Tim, where can they find you? At Temple Chop on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real, real frisky. BrotoFantasy.com for everything you need for the fantasy playoffs, baby. Nick. Go find me at The Lamb Show, Twitter, Instagram, and on Twitch. Guys, follow at DegenerationBet on Twitter for your DFS and sports betting fix. And also at Veterans Minimum on Instagram. We're putting out some dope shit, so give that a follow. Follow the gram at Endevito27 on Twitter on the gram. Uh, guys, go follow our social media at Vener- Veterans Minimum. Uh, reach out. Yo, shout out to MP. MP, where can they find you? IMPY718. You, you guys yeah, already right. know that, though. I don't know why I made him say it. But uh, that is all for this Tell week's L. Bust the Patreon. Uh, uh, rare, yeah, the Patreon. Tell yes. The Patreon. the Patreon, you guys can go support the show. Uh, Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. Patreon spelled P A T R E O N dot com slash Veterans Minimum. And uh, Impy and I are actually about to record an NBA episode, too. We're going to put that out on the feed, too. So you guys are going to get hit with a back-to-back. You know what I'm saying? We yeah, go back-to-back. Okay, that's enough, Tim. Uh, that is all. We'll see you guys next Woo! time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.